Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, TG. It's your boy, DeBell. And it's your boy, Jordan. Yo, we are back. Bros, what's good, homies? What's going on, bro? You know, just out here. You know what I'm saying? For everybody Mm -hmm. listening, yeah, man, um, the crew is back. We live in Toronto where it's pretty much like illegal to do everything right now, uh, which is some straight fucking bullshit. So the crew, we back. You know, we're not going live anywhere. This is straight up like raw studio recording. Mm-hmm. We've been talking football, trying to launch some some side hustles, et cetera, et cetera. And it's mm-hmm. still dealing with COVID. Uh, but we've been itching to talk some some football, really, because we were going to talk about NBA or whatever. But man, football is uh is where the hot is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, today's episode, not ramble to just kind of intro the episode is uh, we've been obviously in the group chat. Talking about who do we think is the greatest cornerbacks of all time? Because basically, what happened is mm. I got sucked into YouTube of just watching uh, like highlight videos of great cornerbacks versus you know incredible receivers. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I stumbled upon a bunch of Darrell Revis ones, and to me, he's incredible. So today's episode, who is who do we think is the greatest cornerbacks to ever play the game? So spoiler alert: my vote is Darrell Revis. But obviously, we'll get into that in a minute. But Jordan, go ahead and get us kicked off, bro. Like who? I definitely think, okay, so in my head, Darrell Revis is there. I think he's in a tight spot for four, for the fourth bet, fourth all-time, in, in my personal opinion. <laughs> yo, yo, I got a number one. You said four? He's there with four because I, for me, from watching someone that I got to watch, mm-hmm. he's there. He's my top two, Okay. And right. people, maybe top three in what I got to watch because I got to I got to watch the end of a couple of fantastic careers. But when you look statistically and you look at history and you and you do your read and you and you read your articles and you do everything you do because we don't know a lot about the past. Personally, me as I'm only 28, only been watching football for like 20 years, but I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't that into yeah. it. And what do you know? As I am now, right? What do you? You know, know what I mean? Yeah. So for that. For that being said, for me, there's literally Charles Woodson, Ty Law, and Champ Bailey are all ahead of Darrell Revis. Wait, wait, wait. One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. Woodson, Ty Law. Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Okay, I already disagree with that, but okay. Okay, Woodson, Ty Law, and Champ Bailey. But Charles Woodson, now Charles Woodson is kind of, uh, like, that's the one I kind of wish that I'm unsure of. Really? And like Deion Sanders too. He's in there too. That's why I can't really put Darrell Revis there because of those great names. Bro, to me, Charles Deion Sanders. Not a true quarterback though. He played Deion safety, Sanders, bro. Deion Sanders. He didn't play safety his whole career. Like pretty much half of it when he lost a step. Even, but even Deion Sanders or even Darrell Revis will tell you those three people have numbers, if not better numbers than he does. Maybe. And he, those are from no, that's from his own mouth. Bro. It is to me and, though, but Darrell Revis though is the Randy Moss effect. You know how many other receivers have some bigger numbers than Randy Moss, but a lot of people still regard Randy Moss as the greatest wide receiver of all time. I, okay, it's the that's way fine. they did it in the window but that they that's did. Why I, how but they for, did it for the me? That they did it for with. me. For me, my top guy. Okay, my top 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 guy, and it's a, and it's a toss up between the two. Truthfully, is Tylon Champilly. I think they did it. Just as good for longer than Darrell Revis. Those are my two, and, and, and it's a toss-up. I haven't been able to figure out. I watched. I really enjoyed watching Champ Bailey a lot more. Champ was like, whenever I would line up and touch football, I was Champ Bailey. You know, covering someone, I always crouch down like him, act like him, etc. Yeah, on. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So that so, was your guy. That was your guy. Champ Bailey. Champ was Bailey guy. was my guy, but I also loved watching Ty Law. Ty Law, bro. Good Ty luck Law's getting past Ty though. Law. You you saw good. Ty Law as a little bit. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. But I watched highlights yeah. of Ty Law. Of right? course, yeah. And and Ty Law was another lockdown fucking corner. Okay, did it for fucking forever too. And that's the thing. Like Champ Bailey, he did it right till the end of his career. This guy was still a shutdown. Okay, same with Ty Law. Darrell Revis, he had from 08 till about, like I said, 2014, and then he kind of fell off. So, and statistically, statistically, I think like he he is a guy better than Dion statistically. But for what Dion did on the field, I put Dion above him too. Uh, I mean, as a shutdown corner, those so truth really my top three above him because Charles Woodson's on the back end would be Dion Champ and. in Tyler, not in that order, but those three. Daryl Rivas is not the greatest cornerback of all time in my eyes, but he is top four. Uh, I, I hear you, dude. Um, I like don't you look at the stats, bro. I know look at that's, the stats. that's what I'm saying. But the Randy Moss effect is where I'm going with it, which because we can argue numbers or we can argue the eye test, buddy. You know what I'm saying, bro? It's the like eye test the same thing. Some, some great players, some of the most legendary players in the world. Do not regard Michael Jordan as the greatest player of all time because th- their eyes, they look at it just with their eyes as ball players, and they're like, nah, he ain't the greatest of all time. One of the greatest winners, but not the greatest, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Th- I, that's the way I'm looking at it. Like, yeah, he made, maybe Champ Bailey had amazing stats, whatever, whatever, Ty Law, but like in the fashion that Revis yeah. Island did it, no, nah, bro, they did it better. I don't know, man. Yo, Darrell, chime in, bro. Chime 100%. In. All right, so uh, so with me, like growing up playing football, especially the corner, the one guy that I studied, well, the one guy, the, there were two guys that, that I was studying at the time. It was Darrell Revis, Comardi. You know what I mean? Especially, and I'm so like even my coaches are like, especially just watch the way they maneuver, the way like they, they told me to study those guys. You know what I mean? So to me, like growing up watching football and just studying the game of football, especially mm-hmm. defense. Those are the guys that I was I was trying to emulate when I'm on the field. The way they were backpedaling, the way they were reading the quarterback, and also like reading the uh, the shiftments of you know, offensive players. But also um, those guys who who did they study? Uh, who were the pre- predecessors? I would say ninety percent of the time they will all fall back on Dion. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so to me, uh, my greatest yeah, cor- my, my greatest my yeah. greatest cornerback all time is Dion Sanders. Mm-hmm. I was saying that to if Tony you, yesterday. If, if you have um, the players today that we think are the greatest of the era, whatever position that they play, and they say the guy before was the guy that they were idolizing, come on. Well, bro, you know I, mean? now, I remember now, when now, I was a it's kid. Like, bro, it's like, it's like a, a master and teacher effect. But now I bro. also want to touch on this. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Tony. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go just ahead. quick story. Like, cause I I can't disagree with what Darrell's saying mm-hmm. because when I grew up, I actually had the you know the luxury of being old enough that I remember some Deion Sanders games, a good amount of them. But when I'd go out and play ball with all my homies, and I caught an interception, and I it's took Deion. that bitch to the house. That prime what time, dance baby. Did I do. Boom. What prime time. Hundred percent. What dance did you do? Right. hundred uh, percent. That's Everybody what I'm did the to say. prime time. Everybody so, did it, bro. I've but, been doing that shit since I was like fucking 12 years old, dude. 
But when you look at stats, can't Deion, disagree with that. But but that's the whole. That's the we want to talk about the Michael Jordan effect. Then that's Deion Sanders because statistically, hold on. But statistically, Deion Sanders is not the most shutdown corner in the league. No, however, statistically, however, I still think guys lined up against him didn't want to be going up against him. People 100%. they spent all week studying Deion Sanders. People. Everything um, came from Deion Sanders. Like the game evolved from Deion Sanders. You know what I mean? But Champ Bailey's stats were better. Ty Law's stats were better. But these guys here, the difference between these guys here, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the New York Jets, okay, and Darrell Revis, without Darrell Revis, they still had a stout defense. So that helps that corner on that end, whether or not he's shut down. Don't get me wrong. It's the last shutdown corner we've actually seen. Truthfully, except for maybe Zaire Alexander that we're about to see and Jalen Ramsey, who kind of is whatever right now. But, okay. He's got to get out of his own head. Yes, he does. Bro, he's he's too much in here. But, too much. So, bro. for me, for me, Ty Law, okay, Chan Bailey, Deion Sanders, it didn't matter what defense they had, who was who else was there. That guy in front of them was always locked. Darrell Revis, when he left, the guy in front of him, he got burned a lot in New England, too. He was not the same guy when he left. Older and, too. Okay. Way yeah, he older, was older. Bro. Yes, so but so older. was so was Champ. So was Dion when they left, and they still did it well. My point is, I'm not saying that he's not great. Drew Revis is amazing. He's one of the goats. Okay. I'm not saying he's not great. I'm just saying I give those guys the benefit more too for the fact that they were able to have, you know, not the greatest defenses or go to a different team and still do it to that level. Whereas Dion essentially wasn't 100% able to do so. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You guys may have something to say about that, but for me, uh, he's not. I'm not saying he's a. He was a great shutdown corner, but I also think that that defense helped him out. Yeah. No, I, I'm not going to disagree with that, bro. Like that's not even. But the other side of it is that, dude, we could arguably say maybe not to the extent of how great the Jets' defense was for that era. But they brought dude, Mark Sanchez to a No, Super but Bowl. listen, I know, bro. But listen, though, like Champ Bailey, he had amazing defenses around him a yes, lot of his career as well. A lot of his so career. So did yeah. Deion Sanders. Yes. Um, hell, Deion he, was part of great defenses. That San they, Francisco defense he, he was on. Cre- but that he Cowboys created defense those on, dude, defenses. These were like top two defenses in the league. But he went there and made them top two. That's the difference. He went to Atlanta. He went to San Fran. Yeah, Everywhere Atlanta. he went, they were a top defense. Look it up. Anywhere Deion Sanders went, they became a top defense. I know, but I know you're right because you got Deion Sanders being added to an already good football But that's team. my point. Darrell Revis went somewhere and didn't make it the best defense. <sighs> no, dude. Nah, uh, I see, see, I get what you're doing on that. And, and I understand your, your personnel. I understand how you're looking about personnel. At it. But, yeah, I'm looking at it in an opposite effect, though. Because you're saying, like, yo, Deion got inserted and then they became great, right? Mm-hmm. I look at it the other way around, man, where, you know, Darrell Revis was, again, Revis Island. He was Mm -hmm. a staple of that defense. 100%. And it was to the point where they were like, you know what? We probably should probably start to maybe build around Revis Island as well. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the defense was there. It was great, but it was like on purpose. Think about it, dude. That that Jets defense, I don't – maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember them blitzing all that much. I remember them being – just having an incredible D-line – and no, get pressure blitzed. on the quarterback with four. No, I know. I'm not saying they didn't. It's Rex Ryan, bro. I know, but I'm saying they. I wouldn't say that they're like you know. Remember how much that Ravens defense, like that. I, I forgot what year it is, but the very first year that 
that that Ray Ray Lewis and that defense won the Super Bowl. Remember how Bro, great, yeah, yeah. how great that Ravens defense was? Yeah, with Ed Reed and shit. That's right. But you remember mm-hmm. how much that defense blitzed mm-hmm. all the time. I don't remember the Jets' defense being that aggressive. Because they didn't have to. Because they didn't. not only did they have Revis, but they had great safeties. They had Antonio Cromartie there. They didn't have to. That's what I'm saying. They could actually but play they still coverage, play man yes. defense. You know what 100%. I'm saying? 100%. Yes, I agree with that. But that still doesn't go to the, the fact that he left and was not the same guy. And that's why, to me, he's on number four on my list. Ah, he did okay. not do it for as long and as good as everyone else did that I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue that, bro. Darrell, what do you think, bro? Well, for me, in terms of Darrell Revis, man, I have him for me top top three. You know what I'm saying? Especially, I, I can't have him more than that just because, like, growing up playing football, man, it was Dion, Cromartie. Like, I'm being biased. Like, the, the two guys that I was studying the most was, was Cromartie and, and Revis. Even Charles Wilson, Charles Wilson also, up there. I'll, I'll have him top four. Because with me, I will, I will always have the greatest, the guys that everyone else studied, and then whoever else that I can plug in that fits that description. But just because they studied it doesn't mean they didn't better it. No, so you there can't. can be people. There but, can be people but that, are, but, that are better than them. Yeah, better they, that are better than the, the, the game changes. The game changes also, especially right mm-hmm. now with with the amount of times quarterbacks are actually throwing the ball. You know what I mean? Some like most of these corners today have more opportunities to have interceptions and also more deflections. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, bro, you just you really you you should you shock me with what you say. <laughs> <laughs> you so wild, bro. What, uh, what you, bro? Tell, it's, it's because me, bro. he's right. He's a hundred percent right. I know. That's bro. why. Right. Just, right you know, a lot. I know. We just, we just give him a hard time. I'm not giving him a hard time, but like that, that I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think of that. You know, like that, that's true. It's the very, very good point. And you're right. Back in the day when Dion was doing it and Champ Bailey was getting six, seven interceptions a season, back to back seasons with like three or four or five to six for like, mm-hmm. you know, he had five, he had like four seasons, the straight five interceptions in a row. He had another one with seven. You know, they weren't even throwing the ball that much. Compared to when mm-hmm. when Darrell Rivas was in there, they were throwing the ball right. even more. You know, you're 100 percent right. The game is evolving that way, mm-hmm. and, and it does it does kind of inflate the stats for those corners too. But to touch on what you were saying too, for Dion to go out there, so these guys, all these guys had to do, and I'm just kind of thinking of it now. All these guys had to do was go out there and lock down one guy, right? Deion Sanders was the returner, kick returner, punt returner. He played wide receiver and he played corner, and he was still the greatest corner. You know, yeah. you know how hard that is to do, bro. That's why the people don't do that much and that, that shit no more because they want them to focus on that one position, be the best at that one position. But he was the best at that position, and he was also the best returner. You know, he was a great, he was a decent receiver. Dual whenever sport they athlete. Yep, dual sport athlete. Like that shit's not easy to do, and to be the best at it, to be the best yeah. corner at that, that's crazy to me. Uh, Bro, all right, all right. So, okay. So I, I hear all of you. I'm patiently just waiting. I, I can see you. I Go. can't wait till it's my turn. <laughs> Look, dude, I'm not gonna disagree with anything that y'all said. You know what I mean? But what I'm gonna give y'all is another like potential silver bullet on why, to my eyes, I believe Darrell Revis is the best cornerback of all time. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Bring all it right, down, cool. Baby. So, okay. <laughs> So, okay, you remember 07, 08? Okay, Nick, you know what? For this to make a little bit more sense, let's go back a bit further. Let's go back to the OG primetime himself. He started his career in, what, 88, whatever it was, 90, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the day, we were all kids or whatever. A couple of us might not even been born yet, right? 
But see, when Dion did it, bros, he you was. Old, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but see, when Dion did it, though, y'all, Dion had did it with like what makes like like in that Jordan effect with Dion is that like man, the way he did, it, he had flair. He was a kick returner. Mm-hmm. Y'all, he was like he basically brought hip hop to the NFL. Really, that hip hop swag. Yes, you know what yes, I'm saying? Swag. With the dance and just. The style that he did it, but the, what, what made him even greater is that not only did he do it with style, but his game backed it up. Because how many, like like right now, Odell Beckham, a lot of style, a lot of yap. Game ain't been backing up the no last game. two, three seasons, though. You know what I'm Baker saying? Baker Mayfield. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm you saying. You have to throw Baker in the mix. <laughs> you know I what I mean? It's funny why. how they both play for the Browns, though, right? Uh, um, that's funny. Uh, right? Diva. But see, what made Dion so great uh, is that boy was both. Dude, one of the one of the quotes that I live by, even to this day, when he said Dion had a famous quote. I think somebody asked him, like, "Hey, Dion, why do you like always look so good on the football field? It's look supposed to be a man's yep. sport, yep. right?" Mm-hmm. What did he say, bro? How's he the quote said, go? he said, he said, um, you gotta um, feel good to, or you gotta look good to feel you good, look you gotta look good to play good. good to play good, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Oh, and when I play good, I get mm-hmm. paid good. Mm-hmm. That was Dion, bro. Uh, but you know, again, cool, flair, man. super agile, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And now the game has, and then again, the the Michael Jordan effect, same thing. The next, what, 20, 30 years later, everybody was trying to be like Dion. Every, every scout was looking for that type of Dion player that can move and, and have the footwork just as good as say a wide receiver out, you know, out and about, right? So that was the prototype. So my argument to all of that appreciation of the of one of the goats. But to further that amount, because even now, Jordan for Jordan had the NBA until about when did Steph Curry really start popping off, bro? When he changed the game, what like, year was I'll that? Twenty. I'll say twenty thirteen. So I would say in twenty thirteen, Jordan's impact in the game has pretty much been gone, because now every team since Steph Curry, now everybody in the NBA is trying to do what? Shoot threes, bro. Th- everybody True. on the court in the NBA can shoot a three now. Mm-hmm. In the Jordan era, the Kobe era, that shit wasn't like that. So back to my Darrell Reeves point. So basically when Darrell made him so great is that he was the first one that was kind of like that anti-prototype. He was way bigger than most cornerbacks. Dude, I think Darrell Reeves was like, what, 6'2"? Like how big was he, dude? He was big. He was physical. He almost looked like a strong safety, bro. He ran a 4'3", allegedly. Out and no, he ran, ran a 4'2". Four... Right. So think about it, dude. He was like, dude, think how when out there, they're like, oh, that's a big ass strong safety on, you know, Randy Moss. Oh, he's gonna kill this guy all game. He ain't got the feet for him. He too heavy. He he too fat on the outside. That's what some of these receivers used to say. Dog, Darrell Revis kept up with them every fucking step of the way. He was so physical on short slants instead of him trying to basically trying to be limber with them. Dude, he just bulldog. Mm-hmm. Dog Darrell Revis, what he did at his size. And then guess who became the new prototype? Or at least the new, like, holy shit. Cromartie. How tall was Cromartie? 6'3". Darrell Revis, 6'1", 6'2". Bro, so many cornerbacks. Now, now, when you play Madden and you're trying to do draft, I'd be hoping I get a 6'3 cornerback. Because then Darrell Revis became the new norm. Like, you know what? We need want these big, limber-ass dudes. Because look what Darrell Revis did. It became a fucking saying, Revis Island. So now mm. the, the prototype is Darrell Revis. So he was like the first. Then you were saying like, oh, his career only lasted. He really only had a dominant maybe seven out of his 10 years in his career. Dog, but he wasn't the, the first, bro. 
Champ Bailey, which Darrell Revis's game is exactly like Champ Bailey's. Ah, no, Champ, like, almost identical. So you think more Champ Bailey's more of a bully type of type of cornerback? Yeah, too? he was, bro. Go watch him in his in his prime. This guy used to toss dudes. He was locked down, shut down. No one even wanted to touch him. <laughs> Go watch that shit. No, he, I know. He Champ literally Bailey was a Champ Bailey. The way Darrell Revis lined up and played is identical, identical to Champ Bailey. Identical. So he didn't change no game. It was fucking identical to how Champ Bailey was. Mm, I don't okay? know, dude. And, and by the way, I, back to I, – I should have corrected you before. It's not Charles Woodson. It's Rod Woodson that I was speaking of. But isn't Rod Woodson a strong safety or free safety? No, he played He, he played the last four, four or five years uh, strong safety. But when he was a corner for his, like, ten straight years of a corner, this guy was shut fucking down. Come on. Okay. Yes, and he played yes. in the era of running back. Okay, but he did play for a fantastic fucking defense. Yeah, Rod okay. Woodson played for um, who was Rod Woodson? The Steel uh, Curtain. The Steel Curtain, of course. Yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, so oh, that, Rod what? Woodson. That's he was right. a he was a beast. Okay, but Champ Bailey. Okay, Champ Bailey was a different type of corner than Dion. But and I feel like Darrell's game is a lot like Champ Bailey's in that aspect. A lot. And 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 Camardi, Camardi actually Darrell Rivas did help Camardi, but Camardi was a good corner on the charges before that. Don't forget oh, that. No, of course. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm not He's saying like, that, but I'm just I'll saying I'll never that. forget the I'm day he picked up Darrell Rivas was times. this bigger, stronger, Jeez. physical type of, you know. He was already, you know, a couple years in the league already. He was like, Yeah, man, mm-hmm. can we go find some more Darrell Rivas's? Uh, no, I, mean? I get it. And but they haven't. Honestly, to this day, Darrell Rivas is still the last shutdown corner in the NFL. And you're arguing that I don't think he's the uh, goal? What about, you uh, just Joe helped Adam my Matt. case, baby. I did not help your case because just because to this day, he was the last one we had. But yeah. before him, there were so many. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. There was. Yeah, but then again, there's four man. above him. But, but, these receivers, but these receivers nowadays, I don't think there's no one back, a long quarterback that can shut down a court, a court. Like a receiver today, man, because these receivers nowadays are way too fast, way too quick. Just look at a guy like um, Henry Ruggs. Come on, there's no cornerback out there. That's the I'm thing, glad bro. you. I'm glad you bring that up you because know I don't agree. I don't. Agree I don't agree either. I don't bro. agree either. Right, and you, no. I'm gonna tell you why I don't agree because I ahead. thought the same You go thing. first, Tony. Yeah, I, I disagree. I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna be yeah. long-winded, bro, because no. I, I feel like we both are about to say the same thing. Go ahead. But maybe not. I don't know. So, anyways, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know what, dude? These receivers and their athletic ability nowadays, it's impossible to guard one of these dudes. Mm. Bullshit. So I watched, um, I think it was fucking, I can't remember, it was like Jalen Ramsey versus fucking, I don't know, some new age. It was like 2020 highlights. I forgot. I can't even remember what they were. But I remember thinking, like, oh, shit. This, I was like, yo, this, this, he's the next generation shutdown corner. Bro, two minutes into this highlight video, tell me why I saw this cornerback have some of the most laziest feet, laziest everything. I'm like, yo, is he even trying to guard this guy? And then all of a sudden when some kind of effort popped into his brain, then all of a sudden you see him start to mirror these damn cornerbacks. So to me, like, no, the, the cornerbacks on the other side are just as athletic, if not maybe even more. I think the I think a lot of cornerbacks in the NFL nowadays, they're just all athletic, no, no skill, no, no technical, no technical ability. Mm-hmm. Darrell Revis, Rod Woodson, all those names, Deion Sanders, all those names we just named were technically sound fucking cornerbacks, man. They it was were a science, as, man. Like Yes, dude. They were mm-hmm. as technical with their craft as they were athletic. Today's NFL cornerbacks, in my humble opinion, outside of Jair Alexander, all just athletes, no no technique, no technical ability, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
Jordan, what do you think, bro? I was going to say, I, I agree that it's, it's a, there's a lot of athletes, but I was going to say just as the receivers are developing their game and speed, so are those corners, okay? Sure. Just like just like Jair Alexander, for example. Okay, Jair Alexander is a fast corner, but as a corner, as a, being a fast – running a 4-3 as a corner is not the same as running a 4-3 as a, as a receiver because as a corner, you're backpedaling. You're, course, you know, you, it's a lot different. But he still – locks these motherfuckers down okay because he's not just speed he's got talent and that's where i'm saying i think he might be the next shutdown corner in our game okay because of that and if you look at jalen ramsey before jalen ramsey went to the rams he had something to prove jacksonville wasn't the greatest and and then they became good when he got when he was there and he was a shutdown yeah. corner this down the next he left he went to a, a a decent defense and you're right the motherfucker got lazy and you know what else he did he got really cocky he got cocky that's it. too quick. That's it. Yep. Okay, too fucking quick. And that's another thing with these people right now. There's a lot of talk, a lot of talk with these kids, and no one backs it up. Okay, that's the issue there. I don't think speed to me changes anything because as a corner, you you know how to cover speed. Okay, Deion Sanders knew how to cover speed. Champ Bailey wasn't the fastest corner, but he could go up against fucking T.O. who runs a 4-4 and lock him down all day long. Randy Moss, who runs a 4-3, lock him down all day long. But then, you know, even Jerry Reese ran, Jerry Reese ran like a 4-6. He was burning corners that were fucking Bro, he was, four, three. That boy was route running because the it's, 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 it's just It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how fast your 40 time is at all. No, because 100%, dude. All these kids have football speed. Okay, and they're they're there because they're good. And no, I don't even think it's football speed, bro. I think they just have track speed. I, I, you know who, you know who still has real football. No, speed? I'm I'm talking about that, bef- I'm that talking boy's about before. got football speed. Bro. I'm talking about before all these kids oh. had football speed. It oh, didn't yeah. matter about forty time this, that, and the next. And now it, that shit again doesn't matter because you still, as a corner, know how to cover speed, and that's the difference. They're just not enough good corners in the league. To me, that's all it is. It's yeah. not about the wide receiver speeds. It's it's not enough good corners compared to how many freakish athlete wide receivers there are. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then I would say even I mean, if I was to maybe judge the the two crafts, because at the end of the day, this is why I love this topic, bros. I think what we're going to talk about because I love just that craft of a receiver versus a cornerback. That mm-hmm. chess match throughout a football game is incredible, especially when it's like a superstar wide receiver. Like Andre Johnson, Cortland Finnegan. Yes, dude. Mm-hmm. You I know, love uh, watching those, Calvin bro. Johnson versus fucking um, fuck, I forgot the name of those Miami guys, but um, one of them was like five foot nine and played incredibly well against Calvin Johnson. But dude, it's that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? That I feel is like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that that was like, we don't have that anymore. You know what I'm no. saying? Like no. that's gone. That but, now. But- it's because also, bro, a lot of times the defenses now don't keep their star corner on the star receiver. Like you'll see it with Jalen Ramsey when he goes, he'll stay on the star receiver. But if, for example, I watch a lot of Cowboys games, Cowboys don't really do that, right? They the don't Cowboys just their they don't rotate yeah. their cornerbacks, right? And that's another reason why you don't see those those blood like those hard I, I, I don't agree with that. That um, that philosophy, neither dude. Neither do I. It your sounds best so guy passive. Needs to go on your like, best guy. The best guy. Needs you know to what be it sounds. It's, you know what it sounds to me. It sounds like just the way analytics seems to hit everything. That sounds like analytics defense. One hundred percent. That's what that sounds like. Because because it, it sounds like, like actual experience eye test. 
defense. Like you'll even there will be it was never a question before that you know Champ Bailey was going to cover To one second one second. Dre, what were you going to say, bro? I was going to say, man, if you have the best quarterback, the best cornerback, let's just say now on on the on the best receiver, now with that point, with that point being said, you're going to leave the other side of the, the other side of the field completely open with subpar receivers, subpar on corners, even though they're good, but then you're pretty much taking out your best cornerback out of the, out of the game. Because then uh, he's not going to be as engaged with the, with the defense as much as he should be because he's locked in on one player. But, dude, but, that one player is the impact player on the yes, offense. I totally disagree with it. I agree with that corner should be on the best receiver. Like I was saying, mm-hmm. Champ, you never had to question Champ Bailey was going to be on the top receiver, was going to be covering T.O., was going to be covering Randy Moss, was going to be covering who would have – with the top receiver of the team that they were playing. There was no question Darrell Rivas was going to be covering Randy Moss, covering Tio, covering these guys. You know, there was never a question of that. But now you'll actually get a score update saying the Green Bay Packers are planning on uh, having uh, having Jair Alexander shadow DeAndre Hopkins the whole game. That Why is that a highlight? That should be no question about it. He should be shadowing DeAndre Hopkins the Dude. whole game. But they also, to me, the NFL should present it, though. Like, dude, like, when I was watching these old highlights of, like, Champ Bailey versus this, dude, the NFL broadcast on CBS or wherever mm-hmm. it was actually promoted this, like, a, like almost like a sub-show within the show. Mm-hmm. It was, like, an in today's matchup, the well-anticipated, you know, Champ Bailey, uh, you know, super, you know, five-time pro bowler, blah, 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 goes against mm-hmm. Randy Moss, the, you know, sure Hall of Famer. And then they would even go they to like had a UFC game. match. Yeah, yes, yes, dude, yes. They have their yes, staff up against each other. Yes, yes I don't I agree bro. with you, bro. Do you remember that shit? And they would be like, yes. they got onto Twitter, and this is what so and so said. Mm-hmm. And this is what so and so said. And then you, and then the fucking camera pans to these two. Where is that, bro? In the NFL in 2021, in 2020, mm-hmm. it's hard, man. It's all hard, man. Because uh, I would say, just from the eye test alone, these players now they don't have the same passion as the older generation did, you know, because the older generation, they took everything personal. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, right, bro, look, look at, um, look at, um, for, for example, that boy Juju, instead of actually, you know, you guys have lost always like six, seven games in a row. This guy's doing freaking TikTok dances. You know what I mean? No, instead of actually he old, did it on their logo, though. And the Bengals saw that shit that. and they were I'm like, yo, what that. the, f-? they were like, yo, is this fool for real? Because the Bengals you know were low, like the lowly Bengals already. Like uh, mm-hmm. their quarterback had already got hurt. Like they were going to get blown out. I think they ended up winning that game though, which was funny. Um, right? But did they I win think, that game or did they lose? They, I think they, I think they lost, and the, and the Juju got smashed. The Pittsburgh lost, and then yeah, Pittsburgh was, lost that game. Yeah, That's yeah, right. they knocked them out of the, the playoffs. That's yeah. right. And see but what yeah, I'm just, saying? So like that shit was a flash of, and I loved it. I loved every fucking moment of that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just going back. But that's what these—that's what a lot of these guys are now, and not for anything. They're divas, bro. That's that's way it is. They don't. They are already the best, or called the best, going into it, into the NFL. So when they get there, they're already like, "I am the best." Don't you know? I I don't need to do this. I don't need to practice hard or go hard now or do this, that, the next. But that's in my head. That's not the right mentality to go with. And I think that in my in my eyes, I saw a lot of that with within the Cowboys uh, locker room last year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Of course. I hear you, man. Going to the NFL season, man. Even some of these guys before they even snap one snap one one ball on the football field, 
they already have endorsements. They already have like about 500k followers on on Instagram. So obviously, mm-hmm. so yep. now it's all about their brand, right? So mm-hmm. it's their brand yep. that they're trying to protect. You know, so they, uh, they don't really like, have. Yeah, you know look at Baker, so like bro. Passion. All the farmers commercials, right? Baker, I Baker mean, Mayfield. These boys making money Ford regardless Beckham, if they do you know get I mean? in the NFL. That's that. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. All right, yeah. they're getting paid way too much out the bat. Like they, they, that's the biggest issue. Yeah, to me. Like, bro, I'm watching right now. While we've been chatting, I threw on a, a older into Darrell Revis's career. It was uh, Odell Beckham Jr. versus Darrell Revis in 2015. Mm-hmm. We're talking 2015 Odell Beckham Jr., bro. I was like, y'all remember Second what year? the fuck he did in 2015, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Versus uh, almost an eighth year in the league cornerback. We're watching the show right now, bro. Darrell Revis, it's not even, the, it's not even close, dude. It's not even close, dude. It's, yeah, but it's then again, crazy though. how how like dude, eighth year in the league, dude. Yeah, but he eight years in the league, this, he has seen phenom, dude. Yeah, but eight years isn't that long. He he should still be shutting him down in eight years. <sighs> bro, but yeah, if, even at the point hundred percent, bro. No, that's what I'm saying. He he it was too short. These guys look at go look at Champ in his eighth year who he was shutting down. Go look at Ty Law, Rod Woodson, who they were shutting down in their eighth year, bro. Eighth year is not that. Eight years is not a long. But you're it's missing a my it's a point, bro. Bit. You're missing my point. My point is, or maybe I forgot to say it. My point is, yeah, I forgot to say this. Is Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr. Well, not I forgot to say it, but like Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr. in 2014, 2015, when he first hit the league. Was like the top receiver that year. Yeah. But he was like the new norm, what we see today. That smaller, typical receiver that makes incredible catches. And then because... I want to say Tyreek Hill and these guys came after after Odell, right? Like shortly after, maybe a year or two after. No, I think Tyreek Hill was the year or two after Tyreek Hill was. Right, yeah. that's what I'm Tyreek saying. Hill's so, only is like three or four years pro. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. my point, what I'm trying to make is that it was the new, hella freakishly athletic, crazy receivers that we see in the league today. Versus, and he was still shutting those down. I got you. Versus last era's prototypical mm-hmm. cornerback, bigger. Mm-hmm. Slower but more physical, mm-hmm. they called it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a different body that, it, but that's the thing. Like in my eyes, if you can cover a guy that is not necessarily as freakish athlete, but can run a four-four, that's fucking like two thirty. That is a beast that just outbodies you, and you can lock them down. You should have no problem locking down an Odell Beckham. You know what I mean? So many do though, because he, especially his dude. Remember his first year in the league? Didn't he only play ten games or twelve games, bro? And the numbers he put up his first year in the league? Unbelievable. He was yeah, dusting yeah. cornerbacks. But that's what I'm bro. saying. But the, the, but he, for he, Darrell nobody Revis, has seen that shit before. But for for Darrell Revis, he's like, bro, I've covered dudes that are twice your size, way faster, way yeah, better. Like, no, but you know, I, not necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily say way faster, man, because Odell Beckham is pretty fucking fast, man. Especially for a couple years in the league, he was probably yeah, four, but, four, four three easy. Yeah, but there's you know many yeah, times, but, how many times Darrell Revis has covered a guy that run a four 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 three. Half these ninety percent of the receivers run a four four. But yeah, at the end of the day, though, man, as as a cornerback, you've been in the league not long. Like I said earlier, he has seen everything. Has been he mm-hmm. has seen great uh, corners, so he knows. Um, what to look for different reads and different body movements and shifts uh, to know exactly where that player is going to be at that point in time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, being a veteran, that also comes that also comes with the game. You know what I'm saying? You, you start learning those different nuances of the game that can help you, especially as you're getting older, you start finding what's, what, what's, what works for you. What mm-hmm. reads, what reads to, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, think about it. This guy shut down, okay, Calvin Johnson, 
And he's not going to shut down Odell? For sure he's going to shut down Odell if he can shut down Calvin Johnson. Calvin oh. Johnson was 6'5", 225, and right now 4'5". I, I can't even – it's crazy how we're in tune right now. Because my next question was – because obviously I'm stubborn on my pick because the greatest of all time, right? You have your three or four that are ahead of him. No, my, got my, his no, five. Numbers. Yeah. Okay. No, but, I have three or four that are ahead, but my, my no, top, top guy – So my I, I'm question love to you guys to decide on who is my guy. What is the definitive matchup that did it for you? And you just said it was for me, dude. It was Darrell Revis versus super fucking prime Calvin Johnson, man. When Calvin Johnson met Revis Island, baby, it wasn't even close, mm-hmm. bro. Wow, that was prime time. And Calvin Johnson was dust in the league, bro. No one could guard mm. this fucking mega dude. His nickname was Megatron, bro. Megatron bro, was his nickname, yo. That means he was a robot amongst humans out there, bro. It's what the world said someone, that he was. He can he, someone who's that big can run that fast is fucked up. Should be unguardable, right? And he was. Doesn't make any dude, sense. Truthfully speaking, that was LeBron James all the time, man. Dog. I would arguably to this day say if it, if Stafford didn't have Calvin Johnson, he wouldn't be in the league today. Because some of the balls that Stafford threw that he came down with, are you for only only Calvin Johnson yeah, can do that? Yeah, but you wouldn't have a guy like Calvin Johnson, you willing to take that risk. You know what I mean? Tog, he, he was dude. He, he, when you got a fucking Megatron out there, just put it in his area, bro. It, That's all Stafford. Just put it in his area, coach, he, baby. He was backpedaling constantly because his old line has sucked his whole career. And then just mm-hmm. throwing that bitch, just mm-hmm. bombing it, bro. So many yeah. times you see Megatron literally rise over this puny human being of a cornerback on him, but not against Revis Island, baby. Mm-hmm. That's you know what, what did bro? it for me. That's what did it for me. I was like, yo, this dude, what? That's why, to me, the eye test, and I get statistics, length of career, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. But for my person, I didn't say who statistically. I'm just saying my no, personal goat. My, 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 I got it. I get you. My, that's why That's why for me, my personal goat isn't Deion Sanders as much as I want him to be. But I didn't watch right. Deion Sanders. That's why my personal goat is Champ Bailey because yes. Champ Bailey literally was the Raul Revis, but better. And my, that, no, that's no, the way yeah, I but- see it. I wish I got to watch Deion Sanders, you know? Mm-hmm. I really did. But yeah. Champ Bailey, the only only person I know Champ Bailey actually struggled with, okay, because like, uh, there's not one matchup that he just didn't make that, that, that really stands out because he would literally lock down everybody that stepped to his side. The one person that I know he absolutely struggled with was Marvin Harrison. But I don't know if it's, uh, that's because of Marvin Harrison or if, or a combination or of him and Manning. Manning. Yeah, exactly. I know. You know Manning what I'm saying? throw guys open. That's what I'm saying. Like, put, Manning, guys open. Put, put Manning with Calvin Johnson instead of Matt Stafford and Darrell Revis. It might be a different – you know what I'm trying to say? It's like it could be different. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's, that's why I'm like, ah. Uh, but I, that's the only person – and I'm pretty sure Champ Bailey would tell you himself that Marvin Harrison was probably his toughest, toughest matchup. And I think Marvin Harrison actually got the better of Champ Bailey. Uh, and and that's the one thing I, I really remember. But I, I really remember this guy locking down anyone and anyone who stepped up to his side. And, and it was always the battle. And like you said, it was always the talk of the time. You know, it's like, like the camera would zoom in on them. And like when it went to like – when it went to uh, show a highlight of a play, it would literally show the highlight of Champ Bailey covering the receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, like that whole like UFC thing you were talking 100%. about. Hundred percent. It was mm-hmm. funny. It just added another element to watching Sunday football, baby. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The key matchup. Darrell, 
Derelipe like, would, would you say Marvin, but like maybe some would say Marvin Harrison's even a better receiver than Calvin Johnson. No, so I, I don't I know. I wouldn't. We'll, Honestly, we'll get there. We'll get I there. I would say if Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison had different quarterbacks, they wouldn't be top 100%, 100%. We're gonna, so we're hell gonna, fucking no. Stay, no everyone Manning listening is everyone a robot, listening, dude. Everyone listening, stay tuned for our receiver goat battle that's going to come out sometime soon. Yeah. I would, very shortly. You know, yeah, bro, very shortly. That's, we need to do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? You, how, you know how many receivers I believe are overrated in their careers because of the great quarterbacks they had? Oh, nah. 100%. Uh. That, that is why Terrell Owens, to me, is the greatest, the greatest receiver. We'll get to it, though. That's fine. Yeah, fuck, man. You're official. Who is didn't matter your where that personal goat, bro? Your personal goat. What matchup did it for you or highlight? Does it fucking matter? Like, what, what is it, dude? Me, like I said, man, Revis Island, baby. Yo, shut down corner. I remember me and my boy Javon. Me and my boy Javon. That's uh, we were literally Cromarty and fucking Daryl Revis out there, man. So every time we get out there, you know what it is? Shut down corner season. You know what I'm saying? So, so him and I, that's those are the guys that we emulated out there. You know what I mean? So, uh, to me personally, especially for for the guys that I watched. I would even, I would even throw Jalen Ramsey up there, man. As a, well, as a modern day corner, I would throw him up there at Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Jalen Ramsey, because at that point in time, boy is balling. But look what this guy did to DK Metcalf uh, in the playoffs. The guy shut down DK coming coming into um that game against it was the Rams versus no, that, Seahawks. He played for the Rams, yeah, Rams Seahawks last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. I don't know, but arguably, I, I get that, bro. But I would argue to say it was fucking shitty ass game planning by fucking uh, uh, what the fuck's his was name? Was it? Oh, was um, Pete Pete uh, Pete, Pete Carroll. Carroll? Pete Carroll needs to honestly leave fucking Russell Wilson alone and let him operate. Let that man operate, dude. Yes, I, I think chains loose. That's what I think. I think, dude, if honestly somebody just literally told Pete Carroll, "Yo, get off of your fucking transcendent talent of a QB that you have. Get off his shit." And let that man play quarterback. He throws one interception, and next thing you know, their game plan for the next eight games mm-hmm. is run, 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 run first, and then we'll pass it. So Russell Wilson has no time to get in rhythm, no nothing. So and against the Rams, you know he's going to try to run the ball. It's about you know mm-hmm. clock management because McVay's offense will put up hundred points on you. Fuck, not has been McVay's offense in how long? That's what I think in that matchup. So I don't, yeah, I don't no, agree, I... bro. I don't agree. I don't agree. I think that kid is overrated. I think he. Yeah, I think he's overrated too. I think that he was he came out hot, and I think teams started to understand exactly how he plays and how he works and how to get into his head. And and as long as you get into the kid's head, he's he's done. Hundred percent. As you, the, the other side of it too is um fucking, uh yeah, dude. Like look at the some of the quarterbacks lately in Jalen Ramsey's career. As Jalen Ramsey had to face fucking Peyton Manning three four times in the season, Tom Brady three four times in the season. No, Not, dude. The one time he did go against Tom Brady, they lost. Mm-hmm. See? AFC Championship. See, See bro? The cherry on top about these Jalen Ramsey <laughs> type of cornerbacks in the league nowadays, bro. They're they're all self-proclaimed lockdown corners. That's all 100%. it is. 100%. Okay, these, that's all it is. These guys are they're calling themselves lockdown corners. 100%. That's what it is. Yeah. Like look, 100%. and and after they tell and after they come out and say they're the top lockdown corner, their next season is actually bad, dude. They're like, Madden okay. cursed, Madden like Madden cover so cursing themselves, dude. There, there was I can't remember his name, but he was a top pick to the Jets. Okay, it was supposed yeah. to be a lockdown corner, and this guy came out and he even said he goes, "I'm, I'm the next shutdown corner." Uh, like I, I don't know if he said I'm better than Darrell Reeves, whatever he said. Okay, 
because he had a great season that one year. The next year, the Jets cut him because he had a terrible season. Jalen Ramsey came out uh, the year that he had, he was a shutdown corner in Jacksonville. Says, I'm the best cornerback in the NFL. Um, the next shutdown corner, this, that, and the next. He got traded. Now look at him. These guys are all so A.J. Bouye. A.J. Bouye came out uh, and, and said that he was the, the, the greatest cornerback to play since Darrell Revis. Boom, look where he is now. You know what I'm saying? And these guys are all self-proclaimed, and it just goes and bites them in the ass because you call yourself the fucking greatest corner right now, you better put your money where your mouth is. Bro, these the mm-hmm. one and that the one thing I appreciate about the craft of a wide receiver is that they never maybe divas or whatever, but they have never let their craft go, dude. Mm-hmm. dude these receivers nowadays, even the fast ones, like bro, even Tyreek Hill, some people could say it's all speed. No, he can run a fucking route too, nah, especially man, it's, last year. It's his speed and route running mix. But that's what I'm dangerous. saying. And he can and jump. <laughs> And you know, he can jump. He can rise above. He can jump like a guy that's six four. Yeah, dude. Man. Yeah, dude. It, it's freakish. it's funny, man. The mm-hmm. receivers, what they're you know, look at uh, uh, Hopkins, um, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins, buddy. He's been in the league eight years now. Look, he's, look what he's mm-hmm. doing, bro. Look what he's been doing since like day fucking one, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what are you gonna say there? Most of these um, receivers, man, um, they're way more explosive than some of the NBA players. You know what I mean? Because I remember those. Um, I was I was I was watching the uh, Gilbert Arenas podcast. He was just talking about how he was um training in a facility. They're doing like a five five scrimmage, and then this kid out of nowhere that he was scrimmaging with, he's never seen seen him a day in, a day in his life. Just rolls up and did a freaking uh, a windmill duck. So then he looked at him. He's like, "Hey, bro, what do you play?" <laughs> and this guy's like, "Hey, I play in the NFL." It's like, "No, you're lying." You know what I'm saying? So like, that's how athletic wow. these NFL players are. Dude, you know what I'm saying? So facts. I'm gonna give you all a little insider right now. Talking, go back to our cornerback talk. Yeah. All right. There's a cat, okay. And maybe <clears throat> we'll touch on this when we get into the draft. But there's a cat in the draft named Patrick Sertain, okay, that is going to be, and mark my fucking words, the next shutdown corner in the NFL for years to come. It doesn't matter where he gets drafted, he's going to be. The next shutdown corner. Why do I know that name already? Is he because his dad was in the NFL? That's right, and was also a stud cornerback. No, he is. Yes, he is going to be the next best thing when it comes to a cornerback in the NFL. Mark my words. This is twenty twenty one season coming up. Yes. Come on. What uh? Tell us right now. What what round? What pick? If he's that transcendent, or is it only you that sees the transcendency? No, no, no. He's going first round, tenth pick to the Dallas Cowboys. However. He could get taken earlier. That's a fan talking. This is a fan it's not, talking. That's it's it. not because That's it. I truthfully – no, talking. no, no, it's not because I actually want the Cowboys. This is what I want the Cowboys to do. This is why I know – that's why I said it doesn't matter where he goes. He's going to be that because I truthfully want the Cowboys to go, if they can, sign Richard Sherman and then draft Kyle Pitts, who's this fucking Calvin Johnson. Like, well, where, dude, oh, okay, but Richard Sherman's like way out of his prime. Where do you put Sherman right now at, at this point in his career? Like He was starting – no, he starts at corner for us all day long. Bro, he locked down. He was locked down in San Fran last year. No, I know, but I mean, he's lost a step. He's, I'm just saying but, he's losing a step. <laughs> that, his loss of step is still a step up for our defense in corners. How did we not True. talk about Richard Sherman, though? He he was a pretty badass lockdown corner, too. 
Yes, he nah, was. But he was also but, but he's still going. Hard. You know, we probably didn't talk Hold about on. it because he's still going. But he not comes only, from that Revis era, not, though. Not that only, Chan Bailey, Revis. Yes. He comes from that era. But he was a tall corner. He was like the first tall corner to actually be great. Like he's six two, right? So that that was a big thing. Like a lot of people didn't think tall cornerbacks would make it that big because they're just a lot of bigger body to make to maneuver and turn. I mean, and look this at time Cromartie next. and uh, Darrell Revis. Though. They're both six foot plus. I think Terrell Reeves is 5'11", and I think Cromartie was 6, okay. but but certainly... No. Is it Cromartie 6'3"? I don't think so. 6'2"? Six, six okay. uh, but I, I thought Richard thought Sherman, Richard, was Sher- great, Richard Sherman... I know was Sherman, six, yeah, 6'2", for sure. Like and, he was, and, he, and he was slow, but he could damn well cover. But I also think, you got to understand, the Legion I of Boom... Sherman, he's, there, man. he's still locked down, so he's definitely he's definitely a great corner, but I think, I think Richard Sherman... Wouldn't have been as great if he wasn't on the Seattle Seahawks that year. Or that for I all disagree. those. I disagree. I disagree because how do you get coverage sacks, bro? Your corners and safeties have to cover. That's how you get yeah. a coverage sack in the that's NFL. That's what I'm saying. You know how many coverage sacks they got yeah, because bro. of what those guys were doing out there? But that's what I'm saying. The, 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 he left and proved he was still a shutdown corner. I just don't think he would be as good again if it wasn't for those guys that helped him out in the back end there. And the Legion of in, Boom, maybe. The Legion of Boom. I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't agree. I think he was. One of the state the, the heart and soul. Yeah. Bro, they had two of the best safeties in the NFL. Literally ranked one and two. I, I know, bro. Cam Chancellor and uh, what's his name? And um, Earl Thomas. You know, yeah, I know. I'm not disagreeing with that, bro. But what I'm saying is that you you're saying that like look at this great defense heat around him. I, I would look at it like, dude, that defense was great because of those four guys back there. Like they're yeah, the four corners. guys. We're talking about that's you're making my point. I'm talking about no. a single-handedly one guy. The, no, I'm no, saying, but listen, what I'm saying is that, that the guys. way the Legion of Boom, the, to me, what I'm trying to say, bro, is the way they operated. It was the reason they were able to, you know, send their linebackers, the D linemen on these stunts and, and create a lot of sacks is because of how great those cornerbacks, Sherman yeah. and those guys were covering. 100%. But so I don't to think... me, I, I think a lot of success in the Legion of Boom is because of how good those guys could cover. I, yes, not the other I way around, not because of the pressure they put on the QB and back throws that they're I, taking. I, I don't think that that's not what I'm saying. You know, I'm I mean? just saying, I'm just saying Richard Sherman. Okay, with his slow speed, didn't have the opportunity to get burned deep because of who's over top. Okay, True. I get that, but it wasn't That's a my lot point. of times that people got over, That's over my point. top on him, though. Bro, you want to make a bet? He I mean, leaves, no, that, that hold, on. He, hold on, hold on, hold on. He leaves Seattle, goes to San Fran, go watch how many times he gets burned deep. Go. But is it on him or on the, yes. on like, say they're playing the cover two and he's supposed to have on his him. guy over the top? It's on him. It's on him. It's on him. Watch. He's still a shutdown corner. I still want him. I just, I'm telling you, it wouldn't, he wouldn't well, have been. I feel like you're proving my point that I think that's a bad move. Draft what? the young kid and don't sign Sherman. That you, would tell it, me that. It, like, it very well could be. I was like, you know, we should go with the young, the young kid. It very well, it, it, it very well could be. It very well could be. But I just really want this Kyle Pitts guy. Like you're talking, you, I, like you were trying to say it was the fan in me that's saying Sertain's going to be the number one corner. Yeah, no, but it because, is though. But it's not because I want Kyle Pitts. No, I know. I'm so joking. this guy is six five. Okay, he's six five. He ran a four three four. He's a tight end. That's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. He's he's, he's like two hundred and thirty five pounds. He plays that's for four years. That's a Madden created character. Watch him. The, people are saying that he's going to go top five. So I don't think Cowboys will get him. But Jerry Jones wants him apparently, and I, I'm all in for it. But what do you think impacts your team better in the you know for the for the next at least minimum of five years? A potentially game-changing shutdown corner, or maybe, and it's just a maybe, the next more athletic Kelsey. 
But that's a I'm, maybe. There's, no, there's I'm more, going to offensive player all day, man. There's more risk. You're going offense. There's more I'm risk at drafting a corner. There's more risk at drafting a corner to be a bust than it is a receiver to be a bust. No, it's not a receiver, bro. It's a tight end. Okay, that, but that's, he, that's high draft receiver. real estate for a tight end. end dude. Tight end receiver. This man, guy might be like Waller, bro. That's like that sounds. That sounds, that sounds, that sounds like he's a He's probably Waller. gonna. He's probably gonna play receiver. Because uh, no, see, that's bullshit. No, he has to. He has to play tight end, dude. Why does he have to play tight end? No, he doesn't. No, I'm saying like, in, like now it's almost like it's like a cheat code where you can change the guy's position because yeah, he's gonna be drafted as a tight end, but he's really a receiver. That to me is not in, in my head. That's not a tight end. You know what I mean? He's a should be a receiver, but plays tight end in college. Well, no, <laughs> that no. But when you said that, because you're like he probably wouldn't even play tight end. He'll he he could because he'll probably line up in the slot, and he will not just be a tight end. He will be a guy that's everywhere. And not to mention the Dallas Cowboys have Michael Gallup that they can trade for another corner or for something else. Okay, to make pieces come in. Like this guy is a generational talent, like Calvin Johnson, bro. I'm telling you. Uh, Fuck, I'm telling you. I mean. I'm telling you, this guy is a generational Darryl, talent. Darryl, you said you go offense all day. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. Why? Like. Why, yeah. Why? 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 That? I, I I don't agree with offense all day. I just agree with drafting Kyle. Yeah, but Darryl was like yeah, offense yeah. all day, baby. I don't give a yeah. fuck. It Yo, could bro, be Lawrence Taylor I'll, I'll, in that draft. Offense all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, man. Um, like Jordan said, man. Um, there's less risk with an offensive player in the draft than there is with a defensive player, especially. There are guys that you can compare most of these players to, and you know for a fact that at the worst, he could be a Jonah Smith, and at best, it could be a freaking um, a Darren Waller. But even you know Darren saying? Waller, I mean, amazing, yeah, but we don't know yet. Still, turn two. And this guy has Derek Carr, though. You know what too. I mean? Like, remember last year, we probably played fantasy. Don't, don't knock Derek Carr, bro. Derek Carr's a very accurate quarterback. Derek Carr, man. No, and it's not on Derek Carr. It's that fucking offense they have running over there. Like, I'm a believer. You guys converted me. You guys converted me. Derek Carr, Derek Carr's a baller, dude. Mm-hmm. Because when the you know, remember when his first like three, four years in the league, buddy, the air yards, to him and Crabtree, the connection, my buddy. Uh, what happened to him, bro? The, yeah, uh, the coordinators, see? bro. He got hurt one year, came back, got his job back. Remember? And then the offensive court, and then Oakland. Oh no, Crabtree got hurt. He got old, bro. He got old. The buddy of San Francisco for a long time. I just, I just feel like he just like all of a sudden was there, and now he's not. You know, I just, I kind of forgot yeah, about but him. See, Crabtree was one of those like he, he no one thought he was actually going to be a good receiver in the league. I know, I so and true. And he actually ended up carving a pretty awesome career. I know, it's so true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because remember his first two three years in the league, absolute bust. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Crabtree became fucking relevant as fuck, especially with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, very odd career. Definitely something we should talk about as well. Like the most odd careers <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, dude. Because like, like Crabtree yeah. was a very odd career. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know I, I, I saw one the other day it was Ed, it was Edelman how how he went undrafted never never got a invite to net. Well, I think it was one of you guys that posted it in the group. Yeah, yeah, I said you know what I mean. Julian Edelman. You know Julian what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, come on. It was MVP, he was, yeah. yeah, he was a walk on. Yes. Come on, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, you don't you don't look at our group, man. Eh? No, I I do not think that Jordan said it. <laughs> Dan, why are you calling me out, bro? We're recording, dude. Uh, Yo, dude, we're supposed to be friends, bro. Uh, that's hey, awesome. Just the whole world. No, nah, bro. Yeah, no, I mean, he went. Uh, no, no, no. I liked he it, went. Don't even know what I liked. Just yeah. No, nah, bro. Dude. It was uh. So he had no scholarships out of high school. He uh he was a Kent State quarterback. 
one college catch for 11 yards. Only had one catch in college for 11 years. No combine, invite. <laughs> one a, catch in college. No, no combine invite. No combine invite, but he was, act, he was actually a seventh-round pick. But then, he was, then he became Tom Brady's security blanket, clutch part of the Pats dynasty, and a three-time champ. Wow. Three-time champ with a Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Dude, applause to Wes 100%. Walker for creating 100%. this lane. And you know what The white boys. <laughs> No, you know what, bro? Arguably, was it Darren Stokely first or Brandon Stokely first and then Wes Walker? Or was it Wes Walker first? Which little, you know, sneaky white dude did it? Brandon Stokely. Yeah? With Peyton Hands down, Brandon, Brandon Stokely was weightless before, was, was relevant before Wes Walker. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, but then Wes Walker was this, like, little ass dude that no one could guard and he was white. I know. He's white. I, I know, but, but it was, <laughs> it was Brandon Stokely. Brandon Stokely. For and sure. then, you know, now we got, you know, Danny Amendola tried, but nah, you've been, bro, yeah. we know who you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you know, know what, what bro? Ever... I'm going to say you win this debate. Yeah? Because I Let's am going to say, as much as I love Champ Bailey, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look Champ Bailey. With me, dude. Champ Bailey. And, like, I'm just thinking about it. I'm looking at, I'm just looking and I'm thinking more and more about it. And thinking about, like, who Champ Bailey had to say just to, to cover, and as much as he covered great receivers, a lot of these great receivers still still got him right. Whereas they, oh, they got him, bro. They they still got him, but he was a lockdown. But they still got him. Whereas I don't think Champ Bailey, I don't think Champ Bailey shut down as many star receivers as the Raul Rivas shut down in one season as well. In just in general, <laughs> but in general, yeah, yeah, and just in general, like the fact that he shut down Randy Moss with Tom Brady is pretty fucked up. Yes, it's incredible. Nah, you know what I'm saying, bro? That's a stat. That's a stat. You know bro, what I'm they saying? Put up like a hundred touchdowns together Come in those two years. The yeah. fact that he shut down Reggie Wayne with Peyton Manning with Peyton it, Manning is pretty crazy, which right? Is arguably outside the fact of that range, he shut, the greatest quarterback of all time. The fact that he shut down Marquise Colston with Drew Brees With Drew is Brees, how good crazy. was Colston? Right? How good was Colston? The fact that he shut down Steve Smith, who Come no one could fucking shut down, is, is pretty fucking crazy. The yep. fact that he shut down Chad Ochocinco yep. when Carson Palmer was in his in prime, prime. Yep. is pretty yep. fucking crazy. So... The fact that he shut down Calvin Johnson is pretty crazy. He's like, like I, I, I look at Champ, I look at Champ, and I look at stats, and I look at all this. And is Champ Bailey the better corner, the better cornerback? Yes, but Darrell Revis was the better shutdown corner. Hey, hey, hey. For that reason, I might, I might have, I might have to side with you on that. I'm just, you know, I might, I might have to give you that debate for once. <laughs> Finally, I win one. I never win one. I might yes. actually give you that one, bro. Because, yes. because, like, I, I, like I said, I, I grew up watching Champ. I love Champ, but I did see Champ more or less on the end of his career too. So I don't know. And maybe people who are listening to the podcast can kind of chime in on it and whatever. But you know, the star receivers I just went through were the star receivers I grew up watching, and though they were all shut down by one dude. One dude, baby. And One I forgot dude. to mention that he shut down Terrell Owens twice. Twice. Twice, bro. Got Andre Johnson, too. Don't forget him. Mm-hmm. And Andre Johnson. Mind you, they didn't have the greatest quarterbacks there. That's no. why I mentioned the other guys, but still. 
Yeah, I mean, but Andre Johnson was like, that's another episode to but, talk but about. They didn't, how great those guys, but that's the thing. Those guys didn't need the great quarterbacks, you know, then it, 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 to put up numbers. That's what I'm saying. So it how didn't matter. does that make those no, receivers? No, exactly. Right? Like, like, look, look, look at T.O. Everywhere he went, he had over thousands of yards. This guy went to Buffalo, was the star of Buffalo with Ryan Fitzmagic. Like, didn't matter where he went, what he did. He was the guy, the top guy. And 100%. unless he played Darrell Rivas. Dude, telling you, man. I no. You might be right, but I just I wish I had a chance to watch Dion more to to kind of debate of it. But like I said, I still when it comes to corners, I'm still gonna put him at four. But the debate of like the shutdown corner that like did it, uh, yeah, I'll give it to him. Let's go. Yeah, well, I'll give it one percent, man. Unanimous, right, bro? Daryl's on. Let's go. Ah, TDS is back, baby. I'll you know how good it feels to finally win one. Mm. Ah, that's awesome. You're right. But I give it you, to you. And you know it, what's really dope? Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I was gonna say all it took was me going back into our chat. That's it, man. You know, looking back at the chat that I didn't obviously pay enough attention to. I'm no, you did. You know what I mean? No, I'm just saying. You did but, look. Yeah, bro. Show. It's Terrell Revis, man. He, um, what he did in the decade. <sighs> Incredible, man. Even towards the end mm-hmm. of his career, man. This guy, that was funny. Yo, Troy Aikman <laughs> is Jay Z, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, that shit's mad funny. <laughs> Yo, uh, I, can, <laughs> no, I, Troy, can't I can't unsee it. I can't, yeah, did, did you see that shit? There? For all y'all that, for all y'all yeah. listening, what we're laughing at is a picture of Troy Aikman that they posted that he looks exactly like like a white Jay Z. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, if you've never seen it, just go look at a picture of Troy Aikman and you'll see Jay Z now and you won't unsee Bro. it. Bro, Jordan, we'll Google White Jay Z. Just repost that tonight. Just repost that on TDS. All right, I will. I will. I will. That way they will. can be like, yo, that's what the fuck they were talking about. I will. That's funny, uh, bro. I will. I will give that debate to Revis. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I knew what's really dope too is that I was going to say is that we all kind of are babies of the same era of the NFL. With you know, there mm-hmm. is some some overlap, but like we kind of have that same heart you know what i'm saying yeah. when it comes to football what we see and i think that's where we unanimously like you know mm-hmm. what it's Darrell revis mm-hmm. that's, that's who we are man we, we are and i don't want we're, i'm not trying to say we're like old school or whatever but like it's like we see the essence of real football still you know what i'm saying that's why we still play nfl 2k5 mm-hmm. you know what i mean no you're right. Um, you're right it's the way we see the game the the, the beauty of the game because these guys back in the day man um buddy these guys had skills dude you know what i mean straight up skills mm-hmm. but yeah, my bros, we should probably wrap it up, man. But Darrell, what um we'll start with you, bro. Let's do our parting words before we just bounce out. Yeah, yeah like I said, man. so we can uh, move on to the yeah, next episode. Sure. Let's go, man. Yeah, for me, like I said, I'll, like I've been telling you guys all night, Darrell Revis is my guy. First of all, Darrell, Darrell Revis, it can't go wrong, man. Uh, what's the saying go? We're made of the same cloth or some shit like that? Um, yeah, the, uh cut from the same cloth. Cut from the same cloth, you know what I mean? Darrell, Darrell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shut there down corners. But yeah, so um, right. like I said, uh, I grew up like, from time when I started playing football. One of the guys that caught my attention was Revis. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Revis Island and everything like that. Everything that he, he brings to the game, what he brings to the team. So that's why I decided with you on this one, man. Uh, yeah, so 22. Wait, hold on. So 1, 2, uh, 3. So Jordan was on the board. So now all three of us decide that Revis is the, uh, the GOAT. So it is what it is. Yeah. Let's go, bro. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, broskies, with that in mind, uh, yeah, Jordan, part of uh, words. Me personally, like, uh, it's hard for me to go ahead and just say he's the GOAT. Like I said, it's tough for me to say that because mm-hmm. of 
the stats in the way that I didn't I didn't watch of our game. generation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he definitely is. But then, yeah. but then when you look at again, all the top receivers that I know that he went up against and he just shut him down. That's tough to do. And that's one player doing it, okay? Like, that's tough to fucking do. So for that reason, uh, I'm just going to, yeah, all right, he's the GOAT. All right, he's the GOAT of our generation I mean, for sure. He's, uh, you know, uh, Dion. don't take it to heart. If you hear this at any point in your life, I still love you. You're still my no, Dion's still the GOAT, though. You know? Dion's still like, um, like, Dion is an upper echelon, bro. Dion isn't, we not have a question about, to me, so, greatest quarterback. To me, Dion's one of the greatest NFL players of all time. I believe it was Grievous who tweeted a while ago, like a long, long time ago, said Woodson did it, Law did it, and Bailey did it better than me. But Dion, check the stats. That's fire. Yeah. That's, that's so, fire. Meaning basically saying Dion didn't do what I did. Yeah, no, I get it. It's, it's fire. Right? It's kind of disrespectful. It is, but it's fire, right? Because like you yeah. knew he did it good. Anyway, but so my parting words are Darrell Rebus is the GOAT. I am very, very happy to be back. I know this is our second episode since being back. We got together last week uh, or a couple weeks ago and recorded an episode there as well. Stay tuned for the season that's about to come out with this. Uh, you guys are going to be able to download these episodes and download these seasons. Maybe we'll call it the GOAT season or whatever we're going to do. We'll we'll figure it out. But uh, I'm really happy to be back. I'm really happy to be back with you guys. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm no longer you know working with these guys anymore. I've parted ways and gone my own way to do something else. But, you know, we're still keeping in touch, still hanging out, doing everything we got to do to, to be close and be together. Um, and we got some good things coming. So just stay tuned. Stay tuned, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's it, bro. Honestly, uh, no need to go from there, everybody. So now the cat is out of the bag or whatever they say, because we've been real hush-hush about that. So that's dope. Um, now that you guys know the dynamic is slightly changed. But honestly, man, as soon as this COVID shit is over, uh, we back in person. We back vibing. But for everybody out there, we appreciate you guys riding with us, mm-hmm. obviously, through you know our first rookie year. Because we just – actually, Jordan, we just finished our rookie year, bro. Our rookie year was, the, I, uh, I think, in March. It was in March, our yep. rookie year of yeah, podcasting, so – this is, you know, year two. We we learned from it's the first year, season. and you know what I'm saying. This is sophomore season. Is this there? is uh where TDS year will two. take off. And for everybody, you know what I'm saying. But for everybody, man, we appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you around with us. Uh, it's your boy TG, Darrell. It's your boy Jordan. Hi, everybody. We